What's up, all my fellow Lightwalkers? Welcome to another episode of Inflow. And on today's episode, I have my good friend Jake Folk on to talk about our experiences with psychedelics and how it's helped us with breaking through a lot of paradigms and ultimately improving our lives for the better. Um, Jake is a health and wellness coach that's based in Salt Lake City, super smart guy, really intelligent, puts out a lot of amazing content, and I really enjoyed um, recording this episode with him, just talking about some of our more personal experiences, some of our more vulnerable times in life, and I really think it's going to resonate with a lot of you guys, so without further ado, here we go. All right, dude. So tell me about your first psychedelic trip. What was all that right. like? We're going to get down into it. All right. Ooh, okay. So mm, I just got back from San Diego. Um, I lived there for about a year. I had come into some individuals. Or I met some individuals who, who does, he didn't necessarily do psychedelics or tell me about their psychedelics, but I kind of knew they were on a different plane. Okay. And I didn't ask them about psychedelics. So I came home, yada, yada. They're still on my mind, those people that I met. They they changed my life pretty profoundly in the the uh, the spectrum of health. And for me, I was just very open-minded right there and then. And my buddy who had um, mentioned, he knew my birthday was coming up. And he goes, do you want to go hiking on your birthday? I'm like, sure. And he goes, do you want to take some mushrooms? I was like, all right, let's, uh, you know, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm a little intimidating because I have heard of bad trips. And he goes, all you got to do is go in with happy thoughts. And for a week straight, I was telling myself, happy thoughts, happy thoughts, happy <laughs> thoughts, happy thoughts. <laughs> we go up um, a canyon here in uh, Utah. And we're getting ready for this hike. And I'm thinking, we're going to kick it there all day. I'm like, all right, sick. I'm going to bring my hammock. We're going to sit there and just relax. And I set up my hammock. We got to our destination. He busts them out. Um, we take them with some trail mix just because he didn't, he was letting me know that he didn't like the taste of them. And when it's your first time, I don't know if you've had a different experience, but um, for other individuals, like they're, they're, it's hard for them to swallow mm-hmm. and it's like oh god i can't do this my first time i was like fuck let's just toss them back this taste you know it tastes like dried fruit but yeah. not very flavorful exactly and i was good i'm like all right well you know i feel a little lighter and i'm gonna sit in my hammock next thing i know my buddy's down by the water there was a little creek and he started puking oh, i'm geez. like oh shit and this gonna happen to me like i'm tripping out right now <laughs> And nothing like my stomach was fine. Okay. All right. Well, you know, the storm has passed for him. He came up and, uh, we, he's like, all right, let's pack up. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, do you have a little energy? I'm like, well, yeah. he's like, all right, let's go explore. I'm like, "Mm, okay, let's do it. Whatever. I'm with this. I'm open-minded. And we start walking around and I start just feeling lighter and just this, 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 uh, profound, living in the now right mm-hmm. i'm not focused on anything i'm not focused on my parents I'm not focused on friends family anything and i wanted to start seeing a little bit more visuals and i told him like look i need to take a little bit more 
He's like, all right, take this big ass cap <laughs> and let me know what you feel in another 15, 20 minutes. Took it. Another 15, 20 minutes goes by. And you know, pine trees, when they come out and they start trying to get to the sun, the end of the pine needles, they the branches yeah, come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They kind of like curve up a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get the sun. And the tips are a little brown, right? Mm-hmm. Those were dark, like purple for me. And I go, what? And you just start blinking. You're like, that's there. Like this isn't, this isn't fake. That color is there. Mm -hmm. We're just not seeing it all the time. Right. Yep. So I'm looking at these, these trees and the dark bark on them are a little bit more burgundy than they are brown and the tree that just everything is beautiful the grass the water the rocks everything around me is beautiful so we about an hour in we go up sit on this nice rock overlooking the valley and throughout my childhood ever since kindergarten they labeled me as Oh, I shouldn't say they, the teachers, <laughs> um, labeled me as disability or I have a disability. I have a learning disability and comprehension is low. We're going to start sticking in these classes. So that Which was is the m- worst thing you could ever do to a kid is to like put a label on them and like, they're still doing it. It's terrible. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and I didn't know what that meant. So throughout my whole academia of elementary school, junior school, junior high school, high school, whatever. Um, I took easy classes and I still went into those other classes to help me with the better comprehension. But if in all honesty, it was just a bunch of kids fucking around in those classes. Like, oh yeah, exactly. Cause not every, like when, when, when a kid gets diagnosed with that disability, some of those kids can be brought up kind of rough. Oh, definitely. Like peers, like picking on them and Mm -hmm. taking advantage of them and yeah like belittling them like it's pretty it's pretty fucked up like what can happen to those kids like and if they do have a disability on top of that like the odds are just like stacked against them even more so it's just like it's really unfortunate the way they do that instead of like taking the time to figure out like what makes that kid tick and kind of like helping them find their genius because i think that Mm -hmm. every person has their like own specific genius that they're trying to express. Yes. And I love that you brought that up um, because it was kind of a little bit of chaos in that classroom while trying to learn. And I was just like, fuck it. I don't, I don't know what I'm learning in here. And so that carried in through college, you know, older. You identify just, with it. I definitely identified with not being able to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I should try to learn. Oh, I can't. So, you know, I had this learning disability. Oh, fuck. And so I'm sitting up on that rock and this thought comes in my head this thought of my whole life of not being able to learn. And I asked myself, why the fuck do you think that's true? And it shattered instantaneously, just shattered that whole belief system for myself. And, you know, it's not like sick. I'm a genius now. It's, it's very gradual on the process of learning after that. But I, I, I don't repeat that to myself. I've never repeated that to myself since that moment that I can't learn. That's so awesome. Cause it's cool. Like, like you said, like, it's not like an immediate aha, like you're not like, Oh, I'm a genius now. It's like, 
that's not true. And then you have to, you basically are reconditioning the mind. It takes a minute to really start believing that, you know, like you realized it, but it takes a while to believe it. Right. They, yes. I'm sure there's times where you like regressed a little bit and you're like, maybe I, maybe I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But over time, like you start building that confidence and you're like, damn, I actually can learn and I can learn well. Yeah. It's just, what do I want to learn about? A hundred percent. It's all about what you want to learn. And for me, I've always kind of, um, dipped into this whole athleticism of understanding uh you know what my body is capable on an athletic standpoint and then later on in my life it dipped into nutrition and kind of understanding that and you know those little tests in elementary school where they're like oh you're gonna be better at science you're gonna be yeah. better at math and the career wise you should choose this it's like jesus christ i think about that now. <laughs> i'm like this is rough well, but, they just, they box everybody in. That's the problem with like the educational system mm-hmm. is like they try to put people into like these like eight different boxes when in reality, like every single individual is so unique and mm-hmm. we all have individual gifts and talents that we're meant to express with the world mm-hmm. that that does such a disservice to the mindset of a child, especially in like a young age like that. Well, what's b- before we go back to that point, I love that you brought that up because what are they telling you? when you're in first or second grade that you can do anything you want Mm -hmm. and then we get to this age where oh you should probably focus on this because you're not so adequate in this area it's like what the fuck kind of mind games you guys it's crazy it's like you get to the point where like when you're exiting out of like high school or something and your your counselor's like yeah you should probably focus on going to this school because you're not smart enough to get into this school but yeah like early on it's like you can do anything like why why does that not stick through and throughout Mm -hmm. like why are we not like focusing on like trying to bring out the genius in everybody Mm -hmm. exactly i mean i think that's what the education system's hopefully gonna head one day i 100 percent think so um hopefully it's in our generation if not like i don't know but like it's making me think about okay cool build a career so I can homeschool my kid mm-hmm. and figure out some other socialization for yeah. my kid. Cause I don't want to take that away from yeah. kids. Right. They need to socialize. My biggest dream in life actually is to get to the point where I'm traveling the world with my wife and kids with a, a paid traveling teacher. So like they're getting cultured and taught at the same time. Like, yeah. dude, like, could you Fuck imagine, yeah, like, could you imagine so how cool sick. that would be for your kids? Like to give them that kind of life experience. And I've heard, I've talked to some people and they're like, well, you're taking away like the socialization part. I'll be honest with you, like with the way that kids are raised nowadays, I don't want my many of my, my kids around many of them anyways. So it's like, let's culture them and teach them and bring them up in a way that makes them understand the world as a whole rather than just a textbook. A hundred. Um, so let's go back to um, within that whole criteria of where they place you in. Right. So they placed me in science. And I was like, what the fuck? I failed my last science test. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. But later as I got older, I started learning about nutrition and exercise. I'm like, oh, sick. I like physiology. I like understanding what um, foods do this and that, understanding body composition. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I can see how that now fits. This is after my mushroom experience. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, let's go. Let's learn the shit out of this. And it's not just to become smart. It's to it's to help others understand, right? It's mm-hmm. You don't want to become super smart person to hold it all to yourself. That's not fair. And you're doing everyone else around you a disservice, right? Yeah, you're supposed to be expressing your gifts and your genius. If you don't do that, it just goes to the grave with you and essentially is a waste. Exactly. And so back to your point and just traveling the world and um, culturizing your kid and how individuals are saying, well, you're not taking that away. You're taking away um, other interactions with kids. But to your point, yeah, I don't want my kids hanging around with other kids that are drinking soda and McDonald's every goddamn day. Mm -hmm. That 
frustrates the shit out of me because <laughs> it you under once you start understanding metabolic disease um type 2 diabetes for kids uh SIBO celiacs I could go on forever it's horrible because the biggest tracer is our food well what's crazy too is like kind of like how you mentioned that it's like you put your kid in a situation like that and you like raise them like to be mindful of what they're eating then they become the weird kid like mm-hmm. oh that kid's parents don't allow him to eat mcdonald's like the rest of us or that kid's parents like shelter he's sheltered when in reality the parents are actually like woke and aware and they're trying to actually make better for their kid's life mm-hmm. it like sets them down this paradigm like being one thing i will say is like being different when you're young can be very challenging mm-hmm. it's very and no matter what the capacity is like if you were someone who's like weird or different growing up and you got picked on like I, my heart goes out to you mm-hmm. because like there's a good chance that you're actually like expressing who you are uniquely as an individual and that should never be frowned upon ever exactly and so for me on that whole stint of the culture and everything i love that because when i had a coworker who had a wife and kids and they were from thailand those kids have been to 12 different countries that's so by cool. the time they were 10 years old that's so badass like that's what i would want for my kids yeah and they're understanding oh okay cool we don't just go to school come home do homework eat shit go to bed watch my parents bitch about their job look <laughs> forward to retirement like i don't I, that's what I like don't get me wrong I love my parents and they showed me love and compassion and um, allowing me to choose whatever I wanted to choose but they're like they don't enjoy their jobs no most people don't in America because like we a lot of people overwork or they were told they got put into a box like oh yeah go do this go be an accountant like yeah. no kid ever grows up and is like I want to be an accountant yeah. like it's kind of something they get pushed into or like they kind of settle into and settle for and like that's a huge reason why I'm doing this podcast is I'm encouraging people to like take that step and like yes. do that unconventional thing that helps them, you know, grow as a person and make a living off of it and express their own unique greatness yeah. and, you know, make the world a better place rather than, you know, the world has plenty of accountants. Yeah. You know and I, mean? I commend you for that, man. Yeah, dude. There's not enough people doing it, but we're, you know, you and I are hope sharing this for others to hopefully get other people hundred percent inspired. On what yeah. Even if this helps one person, then it's worth doing every week. And that was one thing that was, I've really stayed steady in is like following like Gary V and stuff is like mm. talking about like, if it impacts one person, it's worth doing. Like don't focus on the numbers. Don't focus on anything that'll come mm. once the message gets out there. But so anyway, so yeah, psychedelics do like shatters your illusions belief systems that you it, yeah like the box that you put yourself in yep yeah it breaks down the box it makes no box and then it makes you realize that everything that you've always wanted was all or, or already always there yes that's always it always that's what's always like so mind-boggling to me is like i'll be like working like you know doing my meditation doing my inner work working you know professionally doing doing all the things i do every day mm-hmm. and then i'll have that psychedelic trip and then it just completely just shatters everything that I'm thinking of, like limiting beliefs or poor belief systems or, you know, just I, I become so observant of everything. Yeah. Like you're like you said earlier, like you're so present, you're so aware, like you're just there. Yeah. And like it just it's amazing. And and again, like I always say anytime we talk about psychedelics is they're not for everyone. No. They're not for everyone. But if you feel called to them, 
then always focus on, you know, the things you can control in the situations. Cause you mentioned like bad trips. I don't really think there's such thing as bad trips. I think that there's things that come up in your trip that if you're not ready to handle or work through, that's what creates a bad trip. Oh, a hundred percent. Those people that label a bad trip, it's like, that's because they couldn't handle what's coming up for them. And that's okay. Cause yes. some, sometimes you get blindsided by some shit that comes up during your trip and you're just like, Oh damn. Cause like I always explain that to people early in psychedelic trips. Like your first few trips are very visually stimulating and then everything flips and goes internal. Well, and I love that because you're not you're not seeing something that isn't already there, right? And to your point, it's not for everyone. But again, if you feel called, there's difficult situations in your life that come up all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You distract yourself from that situation. You yeah. go out to the bars, you fuck around with your friends, and or you go to the gym 24-7, you're yeah. not recognizing what's happening in that moment. But for psychedelics, they can show you, and it's uncomfortable, and you need to sit with that uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100 percent like a good teach it's crazy too because like as you do them like the way i i just always set intentions like Mm -hmm. that's something that's really important like um like i'll have you finish up your story like your first psychedelic trip and then i'll kind of hop into mine and then also my most recent one too or if we get into that but dude setting intentions is really important through and throughout but yeah keep telling me like what was your like the rest of your trip like Like, yeah yeah (laughs) um but i like about this for hours like oh i I, know i geek out over psychedelic trips because of how amazingly beneficial they've been for my life and how fortunate and grateful I am for them. Very impactful, very impactful. And I love that it is very impactful because it's not what they told us they did. Right. hundred percent. Scheduled one drug with heroin and cocaine. No, give me a break. Good God. And they grow on the ground, man. Like they're anyways, we can talk about that. That's a whole different podcast. hundred percent. That's why, that's why they're my favorite too, is because they're natural. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've ever looked at a brain scan, but if you look at like a human brain scan and then a, a mushroom under a microscope, they look identically the same. Mushrooms are closer to humans than they are plants. I know. That's like whole like whole fungi theory and yes. stuff like that, that we come from mushrooms and fungi and stuff like that. But yeah. again, for another episode. No, I'm but, so down for that one. <laughs> awesome. Keep going. Um, so to kind of kind of like wrap up where I was at, but I, that whole, that shattered for me. So we get off that, you know, so how you kind of come in waves, you know, for anyone yeah. that's done psychedelics, you kind of come in waves. So you come out, you're like, oh, that was beautiful. And then you're like, oh, I'm kind of coming out of it. Mm-mm. You're just coming in and out of a wave. So yeah. it's all good. That's how, um, that's how LSD is personally. Mushrooms, not so much. See, I've only done LSD once and it was very, we can get into that story if you want. Um, but it was very abrupt and it wasn't a wave. It was a fuck on full on roller coaster <laughs> and it was, it was intense. Um, but that was also another alert, good learning experience for me. Um, but to trace back onto this first mushroom experience, um, we get to the top of the peak where we wanted to stop. And about this time they're kind of wearing off it's about four hours out. Yeah, typical. Yeah, exactly. The later effect, you're just like in this good mood. The afterglow. The afterglow. I love that. Yeah, I love that. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, And going into that state, I remember coming home and telling my parents, like, yeah, I just did some mushrooms. And my mom, coming from having a daughter who was a drug addict, Mm -hmm. didn't take it very well. But my dad had the biggest grin on his face because he knows he's like, yeah, man, it's good shit. But I understand where my mom was at because she watched her daughter go through shit, mm-hmm. literally. And I remember being a kid. I remember seeing that. But she wasn't doing mushrooms and going to jail. It was some other but harder in, But shit. in her defense, everything's scheduled one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, oh, crap, that's just as bad as the other, which is so far from the truth. But yes. yeah. 
it's unfortunate that's that way in that generation my parents i don't know like the baby boomers they took it and partied like no <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to do with mushrooms in my opinion like pe- other people have their 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 scopes on it but um to wrap that up yeah it was just such an afterglow of harmonious thoughts and feelings towards others um there you know who ram das is of course yeah i would just watched his documentary become no one becoming no one and he said something very profound to you just look at everyone and look at the love that they have mm-hmm. and driving over here you see people and you judge them no matter who you are you're going to pick something out where they're at the time what they look like but Ever since that documentary, I've been kind of looking at them like, oh, they have something to offer. They're they're good. They have good to give. Mm-hmm. And it's such a mind fuck because I wasn't on psychedelics when I watched that documentary. It's just so mm, beloving to know that everyone has something good to give. Everyone does. Yeah. It's just one of those things where, you know, you just got to realize that everyone has good things to give and mm-hmm. it's not going to bucket everybody under one category, like good, bad, like we all have good sides and bad sides and yes. things that we can improve upon. But at the core level of us as a human being and human existence, I believe that everyone has goodness in their heart mm-hmm. and a capacity to give. It's just if, if they're in that place to be able to do so. Definitely. And kind of just how they grew up. But yeah, man, let's get into yours. I'm Dude. excited. <laughs> Dude, I've told this story to so many people, but like, I know that there's a lot of people that haven't heard it and it's, it was, absolutely insane my first psychedelic trip so a little bit of backstory here i had just started a new job selling supplements was doing really really well pulled myself out of nearly being homeless was just like on top of the world like this is like two years ago and i was just like loving life making a shit ton of money just like everything that i was wanting like happened i asked the universe for an opportunity i took it and just rolled with it my buddy asked if we want to go to edc on a two week notice. I had never listened to EDM music, any of that stuff. Long story short, that changed my life. Damn. That, and I didn't do any mushrooms there or anything like that. Um, but I had my first like EDM experience and it was just like, holy shit. Like this is, this is real. Like this is a, it was so surreal for me to be there and like have that experience. And it just like completely shattered my paradigm of like, you can actually enjoy life here. You can enjoy what you like your existence. It's amazing. So, so like, Perfect. Yeah. So that was kind of like my experience, but what was, what was your first experience like? Yeah, dude. So my, my first mushroom trip was really gnarly, dude. Like same thing. I was up in the mountains, like you were up near Bountiful. Um, I was with three buddies and myself. So, um, I think for three of us, we had never done mushrooms before any psychedelics Mm -hmm. other than like like MDMA. But I mean, that's a whole different ball game. Like they're not in the same category by any means. Um, but basically like going back to what you're saying is like there, the one thing I've learned with any good psychedelic trip is there's always like a signature item or something that mm-hmm. like that people like revolve around. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you mentioned hammocks because my buddy didn't have a jacket. So he turned his, uh, hammock into a jacket and it was like kind of the running joke is like this orange Rasta colored, nice. uh, like hammock, like old school hammock. Yeah. And he was like our trip guide and he's wearing like a boonie hat and like all kinds of stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And it was just really funny. But getting into it, so a couple of my buddies ate 
like I'd say probably, probably around two grams, which is a pretty standard dose. I would say like mm-hmm. it's two grams is pretty mild. Like you'll yeah. get, you'll get a little bit trippy, but not too much. It's like a very good beginner's dose. I would say definitely. Um, and, and then me and my other buddy ate a full eighth. Um, and we really weren't feeling anything, but our other two buddies were. So we were like, this is weird. And then of course, like me and my buddy are the two bigger guys. We're like, oh yeah, we're just bigger. So we need more. <laughs> and I didn't know any better. So I'm just like, oh shit. And so, um, I remember sitting there in the, in the chair and I just kept hearing this, like this buzzing sound. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like, I was entering into like that different, Plane. different space, yeah. that different plane. It was like, it was like zoom, zoom, zoom. And by that point I was in it and I just remember sitting there just, like staring at the, the mountain, like right in front of us, like this perfect, like mountain with like this little road that goes up to it like for atvs and stuff and i remember seeing like the little planners peanut guy face with the mustache you know what i'm talking about and you're just making like the the shapes out of the mountain yeah into that. yeah, yeah, it, yeah i'm just yeah. like what the hell and then everything got really trippy because i remember asking my buddy like before i was like well what do you do like what do you do when you're tripping he's like you do anything dude you can do whatever you want he's like you can stare at the blood in your leg and i was like what is he talking about and i remember like looking down that's when it really hit me as i looked at my leg and i could see like little blood they're like they're like in little units and they were just kind of like going up and down my leg like i could see the blood flowing it was really crazy like to have that experience and then i wasn't breathing very well yeah um and i was starting to get a little bit anxious and my buddy's face is like they're, they're melting like their faces were melting their bodies were melting on me like it was like basically like their skin was gone it was like all red and stuff like that and i was like holy shit and they were just like you need to breathe and mm-hmm. i got like, kind of bri- like breathe myself through it got calmed down a little bit mm-hmm. and it, i wasn't like freaking out really bad but i was just like holy shit like you, you get shot of a cannon you just don't yep. know what to expect it gets intense if it does. you don't control your breathing and mm-hmm. for anyone kind of listening like look if you do this repeat to yourself you took something yeah that is making you think like this yeah 100 percent. it's okay yeah, you just got to realize you're always in reality. Mm-hmm. Like, it, sometimes it gets really, really trippy. But um, above all else, the breathing is really important. Yes. Like, your breath work is super important. Now, after doing it for a couple of years and, you know, noticing how my states are and the quality of my trips go, is like I always do breath work before. I sit and meditate mm-hmm. for 20 to 30 minutes beforehand. Then I take them. Come ups are a lot smoother. I have mm-hmm. better trips. Like, they're usually more visually intense. Like, you can prime yourself. And, like, that's a big thing is understanding your states. You prime yourself to go into it. Because yeah, if sure. you're anxious before you do them and then you take them or you don't know what's going to happen, like, the likelihood of things just kind of going a different way, like the, a way you wouldn't want, are a lot higher. But if you mm-hmm. prime yourself and get yourself into that state, then you're going to most likely have a great trip. Yeah. And, and so it's really interesting in that fact. So this is really amazing you know stuff to be talking about because i think a lot of people are becoming more aware of psychedelic use and starting to realize like it's not as bad as what it was made out to be no and to your point like if you go into it anxiously it's going to be an anxious trip Mm -hmm. and those aren't fun because some people feel like i love it when they i shouldn't say i love it but when they're like i feel like i'm gonna die i'm like well then die yeah like there's it It sounds (laughs) it sounds bad but like it's okay to die yeah and that's and, and that's something you like want to get into like maybe with someone who's like done it a few times mm-hmm. right like because you start having like the ego death and the yeah. you know really like you realize like you're not even alive type of thing like i've had a couple of those those experiences lately recently actually but yeah to tell that to somebody right out of the gate like that would not have helped no, my situation yeah, yeah, no <laughs> but i i see what you're saying 100 percent. so getting back to it so we start walking down the trail and start exploring and I remember my buddy's like, look at this tree. And I stood up underneath it 
and I looked up and it was like going like 80 feet in the air and bending over our backs. Oh, damn. And I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. And like at that point, like I'm good, I'm breathing, like everything's good. I'm just like visually sucked in, like mm. intensely present. And then we start going under the, this under, like um, all these trees, like heading up the mountain. Like mm. we went under these trees. It's kind of dark and like, um, cause like all the shade from the trees mm-hmm. and stuff. And this is when it got really, really interesting. So you've seen like Avatar, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, so like, there's these little sprouts underneath the tree. Um, like, I little, love where this is like, going, dude. It, trust me, it's, it's, it gets nuts. So here we go. So the there's little sprouts underneath the tree, and as we're walking under like under the shade, everything starts illuminating blue, like Avatar. Like, as we're walking down the path, and then we start looking at like all these little sprouts in the ground. They start growing into full size trees, like mini trees underneath the trees. Yeah. So we're watching these sprouts completely grow into these blue, like Avatar like trees as we're walking. And I just remember looking at a couple of my buddies and being like, you guys are seeing this, right? And they're like, oh yeah. And it's so crazy because it's, how is it that everybody can be seeing the same thing at the same time? Then you start asking those kind of weird questions. And like at the moment when that was happening, I wasn't thinking that Mm. like, you know what I mean? Like, well, you start getting a lot more introspective the more you do them. Like I said earlier on, like the first few trips are very visually stimulating and then everything like, as you start using it more consistently, everything flips inside and you start doing the internal work with them. That's when the magic really starts happening. But so we keep walking, we keep going. And like, like you mentioned earlier, like everything you can, you start seeing a different color spectrum. You start Mm -hmm. picking up different hues of colors, Mm -hmm. different shades of colors. And you're like, how am I seeing this? But it's always there. I just think that our eyes aren't capable of seeing it when we're in a sober state. Most definitely. Yeah. So I think that when we, you know, when you use mushrooms in specific, it helps with neural, like neuroplasticity and mm-hmm. neural connectivity. So basically it helps out with basically making new connections in your brain. So I think a part of that smell, sight and your senses. Yes. So it was really cool to see that. Then we kept kind of trekking up the mountain a little bit. And sometimes when you're tripping really hard, like you don't want to move, like you kind of oh, get, you, no, you kind of yeah. get planted. Right. Mm-hmm. So me and my one buddy, we kind of got planted on the side of the mountain halfway up. And then our other buddies went to the very top. Yeah. But I just remember like looking across the valley and the, the backdrop was like, um, like you could see the silhouettes of the mountains. Uh-huh. You could see like 50 of them. It just kept going and going and going and going. Like it was never ending. I could see like as far like as the eye could see plus times 10. That's like it was so crazy. And then like everything was windy. So like mm. all those colors that you mentioned, like the purples and the greens and stuff like that, I could see the wind blowing between the trees on the other side of the mountain range. Mm-hmm. And then everything melted into one and just started yeah. just spinning and like, just like literally like melting. Like, you know, Van Gogh's Starry Night, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Ooh. like that, but like a mountain, mountain setting. That's the best way to describe it. So that happened. And then this was the trippiest part of the entire experience. So my buddy's sitting there like kind of like on his, on his side, on his elbow. And uh-huh. he's got like these John Lennon glasses on, like straight up looking like a, like a beatable character. Yes. Right. I watch him breathe in and he looks normal. 20, 20 something year old male. As he would breathe out, he would turn into a 90 year old man would wrinkle up and shrivel up in front of me. Then he'd breathe in and come back to life. And then he'd breathe out and then he'd turn into a 90 year old man. And then he'd breathe in and come back to life on me right in front of my eyes. Holy shit. Yeah. Like that, that kind of experience. Right. And it was like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And what's crazy is I always think back to that trip of like, if I had that trip now, how much deeper would I have gone? 
Oh, way deeper. Way deeper. Way deeper. Way deeper. Like, I would have found more meaning in that moment. I start crying. Yeah. No, exactly. But at first, like, when you had that kind of experience, you're just, like, blown away at what you're seeing. Like, and I didn't question if it was real or not. I was just like, wow. Like, yeah. this is insane. And, of course, all he says to me is, do I look good? Yeah, <laughs> with the shades on. Yeah, do he's I like, look good? I was like, you're turning into a 90-year-old man right in front of me. He's like, yeah, but do I look good? And I was like, of course, <laughs> dude, you look good. But, yeah, dude, it's pretty nuts. So, it was pretty crazy. So we get to the top of the mountain and we're all just kind of powwowing, like talking about like what we're seeing and experiencing. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of like, well, the way I like to describe that part of the trip is the come up, the visuals mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What I like about mushrooms the most is that once you go through the come up, like whatever you need to work on, whatever you need to see, then you break through, you have like that clarity moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you've had that or not, but for me, it's like, it's like a, it's like a three-step process. It's like you take them, and then you have the come up, which is like the visually intense part, like the internal part. What do I need to work on? Things come up. You need to handle them. Mm-hmm. And then once you work through them, it's like, congrats, you did it. Oh, Boom. shit. Enjoy. I mean, not in that, in that like step by step, but like now that you mention it, yeah, getting into it and experiencing. I remember taking one time, not to segue too no, far you're off good. from you, um, but my friends and I, I decided to take this couple that are really good friends of mine and they, it was their first time taking mushrooms i'm like i got you guys i'll be your guide little did i know <laughs> that mushrooms can still fuck up the guide oh yeah no doubt and we did it on the side of a mountain and i just start breathing shallow you know I'm like, all right i'm gonna puke i'm gonna puke just let it puke and then i just calm my breathing down i'm like oh, okay i took these this is what's am i experiencing mm-hmm. but um not too far off from that i remember walking and it was it wasn't like dark but we were underneath these trees and the light was coming through the trees and you have saw this beam coming mm-hmm. down to the ground and i walk through the beam which is just sunlight but it felt like i walked into yep. like wizard of oz and then i'd walk back out yeah i walked in and then walk back out so i, I love that you talk about the uh, the visualizations first and then mm-hmm. you have this kind of subtle inner work stuff come up yep and for me, it was just being with my friends, my loved ones, and understanding these two are very close to me and um, talking about some serious shit about life. And then we get out and we're just smiling. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think that's where kind of being like analyzing psychedelics is like you say people have bad trips, right? Mm-hmm. I think that they get stuck in the, the, come, up, the come up part, essentially. Mm-hmm. They get stuck in like something comes to them, something comes up, an emotion, an experience from the past comes up and it sucks them in and they can't get out of it. They try to run from it. And when you try to run from it, it intensifies rather than just saying, even even if you're not ready to stand up to it and deal with it, there've been situations where something's popped up for me and I say, you know what? Like, I know this is tough right now, but I'm not ready to deal with this at the Mm -hmm. moment. Can we just like let this go for right now and peacefully letting it go? Then you can resume your trip. It's really Mm -hmm. interesting, but if you try to run from it, I really think it, it sucks you in what's the word resistance persists yep 100 percent. yeah the more you resist to it and that's that's something that's been really amazing about psychedelics for me is i've learned how to surrender mm. and not try to be in control all the time i like that and and there's been so many helpful benefits i would not be the person that i am today without them I, without a doubt same i would be the i would not be at all Mm-mm. who i am today i would not be podcasting right now if i had not used psychedelics like 
again, but going back, I'm not ever condoning anyone to use them. No, if you feel called to use them, if it feels right, if it feels right, not thinks right, if it feels right to use them and you set intentions on how you can benefit from them. Yes. And sometimes you don't even have to set intentions. You just have to say, show me what's possible. Yes. Like that was my most recent trip. I said, show me what's truly possible for me. Mm. And we'll save that for another episode. I'm actually going to be doing an entire episode about my trip to Lake Powell. Ooh, um, okay. just because that was just recently recently dude yeah, it, it yeah. was like the most intense psychedelic experience i've ever had like more than what i just told you mushrooms or lsd mushrooms of course yeah that's all i do oh okay i i i personally don't have an affinity for lsd personally it's okay yeah, yeah but yeah. i i choose mushrooms all day i would lo- okay so i'm gonna have to go to my lsd now <laughs> yeah all let's right. go for it yeah so basically my trip ends and i was like blown away and i was like holy shit and that was it. But it was just like, just absolute insanity for four hours. But it was profound. like, most, it was, it's profound. Loving. It was beautiful. Yes. Like I was able to see my friends in a different light, mm. seeing them as individuals and seeing like, I just remember sitting back, like before we move on, like my one buddy was talking and I could see like his personality coming through. Mm. And like, I could see like, like I could see where his confidence was. I could see where his insecurities were at. Like I could see him as a person as a whole and it made me love him that much more. Yeah. It was so beautiful. I just sat there and I was like, wow, this, this person, like I see what he's dealing with right now and it allows you to deploy more empathy and sympathy for people and, and also know how to use discernment and know, cause I think there's a lot of people out there that want to help, but they don't know how to help. Yes. Like sometimes sometimes certain things don't help in certain situations, but having the discernment to be able to be like, you know what, this would actually help this person in this moment versus doing this mm. is really powerful. So it's really just blown up and, and destroyed illusions yeah. that I've lived in my whole life. It's just beautiful. belief systems. Yeah. yeah. So hop into your first LSD trip or like, yeah, the only one that you've had, right? Yeah. Yeah. The only one. Um, but I appreciate you sharing that with me, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing when you can kind of see people, in that in that nature it makes you vulnerable Ooh, it breeds um, yes. vulnerability breeds vulnerability and psychedelics make you surrender to that mm-hmm. and they like, shatter that and what's whole cool, thing to hold back what's cool is like it's so weird because like we we live in a paradigm like the old world paradigm of like having in control of everything mm-hmm. and having to control every single aspect when in reality like it robs us of so much of our fulfillment in life like let the universe show you like let the universe show you like what it's actually capable of and don't like set so many expectations that it limits the universe's capabilities of creating for you. Yeah. Well, to your point, the expectations, whose expectations? Exactly. It's very, very, uh, uh, close minded. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things, but yeah. So hop into it, dude. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. It's going to be like a six hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, into for anyone that's listening but back to what you were saying i'll get into this this whole story but i I do want to come across like yeah if you do not feel called to do it and you're just you're vibing off of what we're saying but you're still like no then don't do it or talk Please. to somebody get some yes. get some education before you go into it um or above all else like don't succumb to peer pressure either just because your yes. friends are doing it like if you're not feeling ready for it, it's okay. It's actually a, a bigger sign of strength to say, you know what? I'm not ready for this yet. hundred percent. And like, for me, it was like, I just blindly went into it, not knowing. And it yeah. just fortunately turned out to be an amazing thing for me. Right. Mm-hmm. But it just, just as easily could have been something different. Yes. But yeah, do it on your accord. Do it because you feel called to it. And this life is on your timeline. It's not on someone else's timeline. Mm-hmm. So when it feels right for you, then go for it. hundred percent. And that, that, that's like hopping into one, like side note, like, 
for me is like um i've never done dmt before mm, but but i know that i've been told by multiple people that it finds you when it's when you're ready for it you don't go find it yeah because it's so profound well i want to do ayahuasca but i'm not like going on the internet looking up these flights to peru like, exactly it's just gonna happen when it when it happens yeah exactly right? and that that goes back to not having expectations because i think mm-hmm. you can prematurely get yourself into something that you're not ready for yes 100%. right so but yeah anyway hop into okay. it bro lsd um again this was the first this was the first time i had taken lsd and it was with the same person i took mushrooms with so the first time i took mushrooms mm-hmm. with so i felt really comfortable i'm like okay well you know mushrooms were really awesome with this person and he you know treated it well for me i'm gonna treat this exact thing the same way so we went to reggae fest and <laughs> pe- going back on it i would take them in nature but i wouldn't take them at a concert but beside the point we're at reggae fest and i remember we're all sitting in a group it's him his buddy and myself and this is my first time they've taken it a couple times him and his buddy and my other friend's wife she didn't take any so i was really psyched to have someone sober there to watch us which i it was just a um clarity of mind and i remember our favorite band came on tribal seeds and we took it about four o'clock and they came on about four thirty. So we're sitting in the crowd and they come on and I just start seeing these people jam on the guitar. There's trumpets. There's just all these musical instruments and the sound just, <laughs> just yeah. in and out of my ear. And I'm like, all right. I looked at my buddy Bryce and I'm like, I'm feeling it. He goes, me too. And I start bobbing my hand up and down. Next thing I know, I start seeing traces of my hand. And I'm like, all right, this is this is cool. This, I'm digging this. And uh, I felt like I kept on getting closer and closer to the stage and watching these people play these instruments. It's so fucking profound. And um, next thing I know, his friend, my other buddy's friend, starts leaning on me. And he's about 6'4" just but he's skinny so it's not like it's the unit <laughs> yeah he's just he's just tall um he i'm like this is this is rad right and he's like oh yeah i feel it man i feel it and he's bobbing his hand next thing i know his eyes roll in the back of his head and he drops oh, in the shit. middle of a concert so i looked at bryce and he's looking at me and we're looking at his wife I'm like okay so then it just hit me like this roller coaster just like you said can and shot me into this whole state of mind so the adrenaline i don't care what you take adrenaline clears your mind yeah like oh yeah you sober up real you quick. sober the fuck up <laughs> so we grabbed our buddy he started waking up again and for anyone that um is scared of that that feeling it's your sensory deprivation he felt like he just fell on a bed of feathers like yeah you're not supposed to be doing these uh, like driving or anything that because no, of this right not never and this is the reason why is because your sensory deprivation can become so relaxing you just want to just fall down he started zoning yeah he started zoning and we picked him up we walked to the back of the the concert and Bryce is telling me, like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. And I'm telling myself, I've read a couple books on psychedelics and listened to other individuals talk about psychedelics. So I kind of know how to handle myself a little bit. Tori, here's wife, grabbed my hand. And she's like, it's okay. it's okay. I'm like, I know. I'm good. I'm just breathing, telling myself, like, I took this. I did to my, I did this to myself. Yeah. It's just a drug. It's going to pass. I'm not going to die. It's okay. 
Um, anyways, start looking at the crowd and I just start zoning in. I lose my beat to like dance. So I just stand there and start zoning every single person without judgment. I'm just seeing everyone in their lives, the husbands, the wives, the kids, and just kind of just analyzing life itself and feeling the ground move beneath me. I almost, I had this out of body experience when Mm -hmm. I went over the crowd and just saw everyone having a badass time. They're watching the concert. Everyone's just full of love and it's, it's so sick. Even though this intense feelings was happening, right? It was, it was intense to where someone could feel like it was a bad trip. But to me, it was an intense to understand, like mm-hmm. just to analyze it. Yep. And I think that's where, I think that's where psychedelics are really powerful for certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, myself personally, and like a lot of my friends, like they're not just something that you take just to take mm-hmm. because it's cool to do on a Thursday night. It's something where it's like you take them to, to understand Mm -hmm. you take them to see what really is and like i think that's just what you were seeing you start seeing how precious every single human life is a hundred percent and you also realize like you you have that that feeling of like being nothing while being everything at the same time and being connected and unified yes and it just completely makes you like whole like mm-hmm. in a lot of ways it makes yeah. you it makes you better able to relate with others it makes you want to more freely love others because you understand that love is the greatest currency in this lifetime and you have an unlimited supply of it and you can get unlimited. it unlimited i yeah. love it yeah. yeah like everyone talks about like wanting to be wealthy like from a monetary standpoint like your greatest wealth is your ability to give love mm-hmm. and receive love mm-hmm. and it, it's so amazing so that's so cool that you have that experience like out of body experiences because and by no means like don't be afraid of that. Like yeah. when you, like if you've never done them before, you're like, you're kind of new into the game. Like, don't be afraid of that. Like, don't be afraid because like, here's the thing. I always look around and I always relate back to this. I look at everything in life and I go, this shit's crazy enough as it is. What isn't possible? Oh, hundred percent. I, I watch superhero movies and I'm like, we're superheroes. Mm-hmm. Humans are. It's like yeah. absolutely incredible. I, I think we, like I, I've said this in previous episodes is like, we're like uh, cavemen of consciousness. I think that our Ooh. generations actually really, discovering consciousness again mm-hmm. i think we had it at some point and i think we lost it and nixon yeah <laughs> yeah who knows you can't like <laughs> this like this blur that we've had over the past couple hundred years i think we've really lost sight of what we really are mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of us were sent here where whatever this is is to actually help rediscover that mm, and help bring that. light to more people's lives and and i think that psychedelics is a powerful medicine that can help you do that yeah if you have the right intentionality, if you're in the right setting, if you're in the right around the right people, yeah. like you, you like, don't get me wrong. You're in the wrong place and you're on psychedelics. It's not going to be enjoyable. No. I've got plenty of friends who, you know, have gone out to bars and I'm like, dude, that's the last place you want to go to. No. And, and it's just because like it's... they didn't know, but now they know. And like, you know, it's just one of those things where you, as a good friend and stuff, you want to like guide your friends. Like it was really cool being down in Lake Powell. Yeah. I was able to trip sit like, me being sober like probably like four or five people a couple of them first timers and like how amazing that was for me to be able to sit and be like man i wish i would have had like me at my first trip how cool that would have been yeah so i was just focusing on like how can i make this person's experience better like yeah how can i like what should i say to them like how can i get them like more in the moment like i really focused on with like a few people of like taking a second focus on how you feel in this moment. Cause the ability to feel is like your tool. It gets you through yes. time and space. And that's what I felt. Yeah. That's and what I felt with that whole crowd. 
and the, the ability to feel is amazing. Yes. And, and what's cool about like just again, psychedelics is that they just, they don't create something that's not there. Mm-mm. They show you what's there that you can't normally see. Yeah. And the illusions that you break down, dude, so many times, like I check myself, like my ego, I'll be like, and I think, and what's crazy is like, I'll think like, Oh, I'm the most evolved version of myself right now. Like as I sit podcasting with you, I feel in this moment, like this version of Tyler is the most evolved version thus far. But then like I have a psychedelic trip and I'm like, Oh, you didn't know nothing. You knew nothing. Or even until tomorrow. Yeah. Until tomorrow, until the yeah. next day. Like, and it's cool. Cause like psychedelics have very, um, very, definitely humbled me. Mm. in many ways it's brought forth a lot more humility a lot more understanding a lot more ability to relate to others in their situations yeah dude like Like, could you could you have done this podcast without it because if you're so focused on whatever everyone's gonna think no yeah exactly i would just been like you i would have said something to you you would have said something to me i'd be like yeah that's cool dude awesome exactly you're not you're not open you're not vulnerable to this thought or and so many people would think like if they ever listen to this they'd be like i would never talk about my psychedelic experiences i would never talk about the the shit that he talks about on his podcast but here's the thing if i didn't share every aspect of my life and of my being then i'm doing a disservice to the people that are listening yep whether like their judgment or not i don't live i don't live and die by people's compliments and judgment well they're judging it they probably shouldn't be listening to it exactly and that's okay and i know that the people that listen to this like they they're interested in the same things that i am like that's that's part of building a community is like the people are interested in what i'm interested in and vice versa and it's i have no i have nothing to hide if anything i would rather i'd rather come out about this stuff and be like you know what i've had great experiences because of this because i focus on breath work because i focus on being around the right people because i focus on being a better person in the process that's why i have great trips that's why i would like i would encourage you to do the same thing don't just take them just because your friends are taking them yes well to your point like if, um, the breath work behind it right so within the breath work if you learn to meditate you might have that out-of-body experience i've had two or three out-of-body experiences and it's it's not very long like right meditating is hard it's simple but hard and when you come back into your body you're like what the fuck i'm not on anything that was just pure meditation. Well, yeah, like think about like um, holotropic breath work. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've read and understand about it, is that you can have full on DMT like experiences through your breath, and also the same thing with using like a float pod. Mm-hmm. Like I, I personally have used float pods. I haven't had that kind of experience yet, but I think part of it's like it just takes time. So one thing that's been really interesting about about psychedelics for me personally is like we talk about like had I taken the amount I took in my first trip and had that trip, how much deeper I would have gone with it. Mm. Because one thing that I will say is as you keep evolving, as you keep coming into alignment with who you really are and what you're meant to be, your mind's more free. So for example, one reason that I know this is that I will, before it would take like 30, 45 minutes for your psychedelics to hit. Right. For me, it's like five minutes. What? I take it. Oh, cause of the, to the breath work. I'm like, what? Well, breath work, breath work partially, but also I think that it takes less for me to get there. It mm. takes, cause I'm more in alignment with what that state is like. Yeah. Cause I think in a way psychedelics almost give you a glance at what your higher self looks like. Mm. So I do believe that as you become closer and closer to that, for me, I take less now and get more out of it. I like that. Yeah. And so like, I'm not pushing to take more. Now, if I took more, I'd have probably some insane experience. Right. Yeah. But those are like few and far in between, you know, on occasion. Yeah. But it's crazy because like, dude, within five minutes, five, ten minutes, I'm, I'm in my trip. Well, it's to your, insane. To your point, I like that because I just recently went through another uh, 
mushroom experience about a month, two months ago. Um, and we were with my friends uh, camping and they had some capsules. Uh, and I took maybe close to two grams, but it felt like I was on four because I yep. laid there. I was with my dog, Mr. Wilson, and <laughs> he, he was laying down. We just got done swimming at the lake. So he's tired and everything. He's in the dirt, just laying down. And I decided to lay in the dirt next to him with my arm on him and looked up at the clouds. Yeah. And it was, it was like, I was there already within that. I love that you said that. Cause now I think back onto it. Yeah. It only took like five minutes to get there. The other thing too is, um, I also believe that like repetition as well mm. is like the more that you do something, anything in life, you become more accustomed to it. Your body mm -hmm. has like a muscle memory to it. So it's like the second that my body registers that, that it has, a psychedelic in its system it's like it goes to that state a lot easier also receptors also thing, yeah. i don't resist it as much yes also on top of that too you're living more of like a i don't really get too far into this but like instead of living a 3d experiences which is what we can see in the normal senses like you're having like a 4d 5d experience more often you start living in that state more often mm -hmm. that it's easier to get there yes right so you hear about stories of people who try dmt and they don't they're not able to break through and usually it's like they did it wrong or mm. they, I, and my belief is that they weren't willing to let go. Yeah. Like, I think there's a part of surrender to really tap into the magic of what these things can do for you. Definitely. But it takes time. You're not going to like do it your first time and surrender. Like you're going to have those, you know, you're, I don't know the best way to describe it. It's like, you're still in the 3d. Yeah. And then things start changing over time. But above all else, like, I mean, I, it's been, it's been a game changer. It's been everything. Yeah. And I stand behind, you know, properly safely using yes. psychedelics for the betterment of yourself as an individual. Read some books. Um, one I will recommend it's called how to change your mind, how to change your mind by Michael Pollan. Best book I've ever read on psychedelics. Cause he just talks about one where they came from two, um, you know, the, the different generations that mess with them as far as Timothy Leary, Ram Dass, Andrew Weil, like all those guys, like those, those mm -hmm. are smart motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> like Andrew Weil's a doctor, yeah. like a medical doctor and he chills in Arizona growing his garden and everything and like understands these different planes that he's, it's, he's, a, he's amazing, but read some books. Please. Yeah, exactly. And one thing I love that I love that you recommended a book and cause I, I personally haven't read any books or anything like that. Just I I'm one of those do by experience type yeah. of people myself, yep. but I do read a lot of books. I've like, I think I've crushed like 15 books this year already. Yeah, like dude. I, maybe even more than that. Cause you're curious. Yeah. I want to know more. And that's another key component to, I think having good psychedelic trips is realizing like the rules that you've been told to live by. Those aren't really the rules. Mm -mm. There mm -mm. are no rules. Well, to my point about the whole, you know, squashing my whole disability belief, mm -hmm. there's that's a that was a rule. That was a rule, which I call as bullshit rule. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing, too, is like getting into it more or less just like sharing the stories that we just talked about is like, let's talk about like, like how many limiting beliefs I've been able to knock down because of that. Yeah. Like the old me wouldn't wouldn't feel worthy enough of having a podcast because he he wouldn't think that anybody would want to listen to him yeah right the old me would think that i wasn't worthy of making you know x amount of money every year the old me would think that i'm not worthy of being loved so like if you go in with to it with the right headspace and the right intentions you can really knock down some shit that really limits you as a person like it is it is a game changer well said. but here's the thing though if you really want to amplify it do the breath work, do the meditation, read the books, have a gratitude journal, have, do everything else. That's like the cherry on top. Mm -hmm. It's like a treat every now and again that yeah. you get to have for yourself. And what's cool is like, 
over time, like, like I said, getting into alignment, like I'm huge on alignment. It takes awareness to have alignment. So I believe that once you're more in alignment with who you are as a person, your come ups are a lot easier. Yeah. Like they're all, they're all, they're like five, 10 minutes are quick. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like when you're working through some shit, like psychedelics are going to show you what you need to work on. Yes. And at the end of it, it's cool because you, at the end of the day, you chose to do that to yourself. You chose to put yourself into that state. What's cool about that is when you take the accountability for that and that responsibility, you realize that you can fix anything that comes up within the trip. Mm-hmm that you can work through anything and you don't have to have the answer right away either. You can, no. you can literally just be like, it, it's just bringing awareness to something that is dragging you down because essentially anything from the past that pulls you down is like an anchor to your soul. I, I, I love that you just said that. Yes. Yeah. Be- like it's, it's like an anchor. So like, as we start releasing the hooks in your back and your soul, you start freeing yourself. You become yeah. free. Yeah. It's so amazing. Like, and, and by no means am I free. Like, no. I don't think that anyone's like completely free, but I'm a lot more free than I used to be. It's a tool, right? Yep. Psychedelics are a tool. They're not something that you like for individuals that, and I, I don't want to bash it, but like, okay, let's just say you get done with psychedelics and you're living this corporate lifestyle and you just sell everything and go live in the jungle. Like that's, you, you still got to recognize your reality. I've had those thoughts by the way. Yeah. I, <laughs> after I did LSD, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, uh, what's that called? That oh, shit good like the donate oh shit like you travel i totally forgot the organization but i wanted to like quit everything and yeah, go live with the organization and everything I've, I've had those experiences where i've like had those profound things and i'm like oh my gosh like the reality of what real life is is like so not what real what real life should be like and mm-hmm. like i just want to renounce my possessions i want to sell my house i want to buy a Fucking van Buddha. i just want to travel the world and just yeah. be zen like live next to a river my whole life and then i realize i'm like no your purpose is so much more than just saving yourself yes your, your purpose in life is to expose and uncover who you really are and then replicate that process with as many right. humans as you can and coming back to that moment of mm-hmm. this this reality use that tool recognize it and move forward with it and something back to what you said when you're in that moment of this total realization when you're in that psychedelic moment it's take that and run with it and mm-hmm. if you can't figure it out that's okay yeah it doesn't have to mean some glamorous or profound destiny that you you didn't have before mm-hmm. but just recognize it that you had it and move on with your life because it'll form itself i would almost encourage you that if you have some sort of profound experience not to go do anything crazy when your feet are back on the ground i think yep. it gives you a glance of what trajectory you should head in mm-hmm. but don't go do anything brash and crazy even yeah. though it feels like the right calling like dude i've had so many times where i'm just like how dope would it be to not have any responsibilities right mm-hmm. but then at the end of the day i'm like dude i love my responsibilities and, and you create that life for yourself that you want to have and you want to experience it just takes time you're more but, appreciative oh dude i do so much mm-hmm. like just even being cr- halfway across the country like yeah. i do i appreciate like these small moments like more than i would have before i left of, like just sitting with a homie that i haven't seen in four months and yeah. just podcasting and talking about something that we're passionate about like mm. it's those small things in life and i think that's another thing that psychedelics has been really helpful with is going into realizing how meaningful the small things can be Cause there have been so many times on my um, trips where I've seen something so insignificant, like an ant crawling and being like, wow, that's like life. Just like I'm life. And what it's doing is it's carrying out, it's carrying out its purpose. 
and it's living to the best of its capabilities. And that's what I'm doing. I love that. And like, it's so amazing because it really, it just humbles you. Definitely. Because I think a big, a big thing, a big problem with the human psyche is that we, we think we're superior. Yeah. It's like, like, well, guess what? Like, I don't like the ocean because I know I'm not superior there. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like just understanding that. Like there, there are things that are more powerful than we are as human beings. Just because we're like intelligent life beings doesn't mean that we're the most dominant thing here. So it's mm. very, it's very humbling to get to that point. A lot of friends, like I have, like I would say I have a lot of friends that are very into psychedelics, very mm-hmm. much so, and they they've had lots of like ego deaths and things like that. And I've seen a lot of transformation amongst the people in my circle that have seen positive in like influence from psychedelics. Yeah. But I mean, it's just one of those things, man. But I feel you. Let's talk about um, something you talked about in your most recent episode was like imposter syndrome. That was something I wanted to bring up because Dude, that's the like, whole thing. Like, what, who am I to have this podcast and such and such? And my episode was coaching around, you know, food and behaviors around food. That's something I want to coach in. That's something I'm diving into the certifications for and helping, wanting to help individuals. So once I kind of finalize that, I'm ready to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole thing, like I still dealt with imposter syndrome mm-hmm. after experiencing or, you know, disillusionizing that's not a word um dissolving the whole belief that i couldn't learn Mm -hmm. it's the same thing imposter syndrome but then when you read about how margaret thatcher writes you know numerous books and she steals she still deals with imposter syndrome like oh this is normal yeah so anyone listening like imposter syndrome is the idea that like you want to be doing something or like you want to have like a public image or like carrying out a purpose but you don't feel that you're worthy of it you don't feel that you're good enough of it it's a psychological pattern that you tell yourself that you're inadequate to perform um what you really want to do because you feel like you're going to come out as a fraud 100 percent. like you're for me like my experience with imposter syndrome is that when I feel like I'm living in my purpose and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing on a day in and day out basis and I'm exerting self love, I'm displaying the, you know, discipline that I need to be having every day. I don't feel like I'm an imposter. Yeah. But then again, like there are times like, cause we are human, I'm human, you're human. Like you have those times and you slip and you're like, damn, like, am I really practicing what I'm preaching? Mm-hmm. And then that starts creeping in of like, you're not the real deal. You're not, you're not what you say. You're not what you project as. And so it's almost like flipping the script on that and rewriting the script personally for me is like, I like putting myself in myself in situations where it's like, I have a weekly podcast that I do and I can't just hop on it and I will not bullshit people and I won't, Mm -hmm. and I will practice what I preach. If I'm telling someone to do something and I've seen benefit in it, I'm going to do it. The worst thing you can do is not do what you say you do. hundred percent. I love that. Like it's, it's so important to, you know, it's part of like validating yourself as a human being. Right. Mm -hmm. But like for someone who's dealing with imposter syndrome, which I think a lot of us deal with, I think everyone deals with it on some level. Right. doesn't matter how successful you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like there's, there's these things cause it's almost like, yeah, like this alter ego of yourself, like the lower vibrational frequency of yourself Mm -hmm. is like creeping in and saying like, Oh, you're an imposter. Like you don't belong here. And in reality, I think a part of that is actually like our fight or flight system is actually trying to keep us safe. Yeah. Your it's parasympathetic really, nervous system's like, hold on. Yeah. Hold let's, on. Let's, this, this is, this is new. You're not supposed to be doing that. Like you're an imposter. Like, yeah, you're, you're like, you know, you're not this person. You're not Tony Robbins. So what are you doing? Why are you giving life advice? You haven't like a big thing is like you, like you haven't had any life experience. That was yeah. a huge thing for me is that early on, like 22 ish. I'm like, 
who am I? Like I had all these great ideas in my head and like I could, I could speak it and like in person with people and I could help people heal on like an individual level. But I'm like, who am I to be telling people I've been alive for 22 years? Like I don't know shit. But then I start realizing that there's the thing that helped me break out of this imposter syndrome is that understanding that there's a connection to divine source Mm. and there's this infinite intelligence that we can tap into at any given time that gives us the ability to transmute and basically share a message even if it's not our, our, our like our own original idea and that's like a really like crazy concept to grasp it takes time and i think partially due to psychedelics is understanding there's something greater than ourselves but for me, it's like understanding that like I'm a, I'm a channeler, I'm a conduit. Like a lot of the things that I speak in my truth, I've never read in a book. I've never been told by anybody. It's just something that I feel and I know is right because it has the right intention to make people's lives better, to improve the quality of people's existences. And it, when it feels right, that's when I say it. I don't think, I just speak. Well, I love that because let's take it to the most simple thing that's probably in every household is a TV. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, let's go back to 1850 and there's a dude or a woman that wants to create this box to project images so individuals can have like a movie night. You're fucking nuts. What do you think? You're not going to create that? It's like, that's not going to be a thing. Dude, 100%. No, look at it now. Yeah. It's. It's, yes. it's absolutely insane because you start looking at everything. I have these thoughts all the time where I'm sitting here and I'm like, everything that you can see with your eyes is someone else's creativity. Someone else created it. This house that we're sitting in, this couch that we're sitting on right now, this podcast gear, that was someone else's creative genius at work that they brought something out of their mind into the physical. And I actually realized that the other day when I'm um, starting with my company that I'm starting and I haven't yeah. really shared a lot like with the public yet about what I'm doing, but it was such a cool moment to be able to have the physical product in my hand and be like that came out of my mind and I put it into the physical re- like yeah, physical the reality on the yeah. 3D plane I'm like holy shit like that is the coolest thing that I've ever done even though I've not done a whole lot with it just being able to pull something out of my mind and create it out of thin air is amazing and I, I again going back like tying this into psychedelics like had I not done psychedelics I don't think I would have exercised that creative genius and, yeah. and taken that plunge and gone into the unknown like using psychedelics has actually helped me go into the unknown with less fear and more curiosity yes. and you're not worried about the fear. Yeah. No, like, cause the way I look at it, it's like, if you're not living a life full of passion and living in purpose, like what's the point of being alive? So you got to kind of push between where you're at now and where you want to be, which is the unknown. Yeah. Fear is a delusion. And there was a very profound moment. I just watched apocalypse. You've seen that one when the Mayans, Mel Gibson directed it. They're in the middle of the jungle and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I have. Very but vaguely. I, it's yeah. older. But to, to kind of sum it up a little bit, there is a tribe who is hunting, and they come across this pig. They kill it, yada, yada. And this um, tribe comes up out of nowhere, and they look a little scared. And the beginning of the tribe was kind of asking them what had happened and they had said we're we've been ravaged they exchanged fish for meat and yada 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 um the first group goes back to their village and the son was so intrigued like what ravaged like what's going on should we be worried yada yada yada. and the chief was like what did you see in them you know i don't know he goes fear Mm fear is contagious fear is infectious it is leave it because we're not taking it back to the village yep we're not we can't live our life in fear yep and that just like holy (laughs) fuck 
dude it's crazy like you watch some shows like did you where i was watching um avatar like the last airbender yes. like, like the the follow-up with my friend um the legend of Korra, and i don't watch cartoons but like i'm sitting there watching a couple episodes last night winding down and i was like I was like, damn, this shit hits deep. Right? Like, Holy like shit. Like, all the subliminal messaging that's in this is so, like, accurate with what's going on right now in life. And yeah. it's pretty crazy. But, yeah, fear is just a paradigm. And, obviously, it's crazy because it's one of those things where it's like when you, when you sense fear, you should almost, like, be going towards it. Yeah. You should be embracing the fear because the yeah. fear – your mind, your brain's job is not to make you happy. It's to keep you alive. And mm-hmm. we've done a pretty damn good job of it. Yep. Like we've done a pretty good job up until this point, you know, all the you know small details aside, like we're still alive and we are thriving as a human existence, having homes and, and being able to podcast like the technology we have, like we are thriving yep. as a whole, you know, inside of that, you know, there's things we can improve on, but it's really amazing to me that, you know, we're able to, you know, really, you know, grow from here. Like we have, we have a lot of like capabilities and I think psychedelics has really opened that up. And I kind of like lost my train of thought there for a second, but like our capabilities are endless. Yeah. Like I, I sometimes look at my phone and I'm like, we, I can send messages across the world to people. 10 years ago, we were playing snake. Yeah, no, (laughs) exactly. So it's like, it's crazy to me that like all these things like are possible. Mm -hmm. And like for someone to think that something isn't possible, it's just an illusion. A hundred percent. And that's the big thing is like, I guess the biggest thing that psychedelics have done for me above all else is they've helped me knock down the illusion of fear. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest, that. one of the biggest ones actually is the fear of my, uh, the fear of heights. Ooh, really? And not that still scared of fights, man. Not that kind of, not that kind of fear of heights. Like not the physical fear of heights, the, the fear of how, how great my life could be. Oh, okay. I was like, going to say, dude, like I'm still scared. Of no, I, like, I'm not. I've jumped out of airplanes, like uh, skydiving, like I, f- heights don't really scare me that much, but like from a, from a spiritual stance or like a I metaphysical stance of like fear of heights. So like almost like people like almost want to prove themselves right. Or they're, they're afraid of how amazing their life could be. Yes. Like, and I, if I can emphasize that over and over again to people, it's like, don't be afraid of that. You deserve that. And that Ooh. comes down to a piece of worthiness, right? And feeling worthy. When you feel worthy, you know that you deserve all these great things. You know you deserve that dream house. You know you deserve that dream spouse. Like, you know you deserve, deserve that job that pays you all the money you want in the world and you feel, feel fulfilled doing it. Like, you know you deserve all those things. So you start bridging the gap mm. every day mm-hmm. in and day out. And, and I think that's the biggest thing that psychedelics has done for me is made me realize that, like, I am worthy like I'm, I'm divine. I'm infinite. Like, yes. and every single person is, and you don't need psychedelics to realize no. that. But sometimes like they're a modality and a tool that can help you really break through some of those pesky, stubborn illusions that you don't even realize are there. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is like, I, I forgot what the quote was, but it was like, you can't get out of prison unless you know you're in prison. Ooh, damn. Right. That's deep. Like you can't get yourself out of the illusion unless you know that you're in an illusion. Yes. And like that, that right there is like, that's the epitome of psychedelic use right there to me right there. Like that right there, like that single thing is like, it makes you aware of what you weren't aware of. And then once you become aware of it, you're like, I would never do this. I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to live in this existence. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's beautiful. man. I love that. That's perfect. Yeah. It's been amazing. And, And like, like I always said, man, like it's, it's really important. So I think the most important things with doing psychedelics is the place, 
where you're at is really important. The people that you're around is really important. And then also the, um, the honesty with yourself, if you're in a place to do it, like there've been times and like, I've had people be like, Hey, do you want, do you want to do this? You want to do that? And I say, you know what? Like my energy's off. I'm not feeling right. I've been busy. I've been stressed. I'm like, this isn't going to contribute to me being a better person. I agree. And having that awareness is really, really important, but it's, takes time well we can bring it to like drinking and we can kind of hear like wrap up here soon but like just to drinking when people ask me i want to go drink I'm like no i'm good i'm good i'm good it's not my but, vibe yeah it's not my vibe but if a group of my bestest friends want to come over we're gonna cook food we're gonna sit around a fire sure i'm gonna probably have three or four glasses of wine and it's gonna be a good time exactly it's, it's what it's meant for it's not meant to just come home rough day at work start drinking i'm not mm-hmm. down 100 percent. yeah it's it's what you're using it for it's the intention yes. right because mm-hmm. like i think a lot of people um not as much with psychedelics but other substances like they use it to numb out yes like in one thing it's been really interesting is watching the interconnectivity of different substances when you're using them. So for example, um, being in Lake Powell was actually the first time that I'd ever drank alcohol and had mushrooms at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I ate the mushrooms first and then I had the alcohol later in the night and I could literally feel it pull my frequency down. Yep. And it's so interesting to me. I've, I've had this conversation with a lot of friends cause I, I have a lot of friends that have you know been in the route of being addicted to one thing or another. Right. And we talk about addiction. I think that, I think almost everyone has some sort of addiction. Yes. It doesn't have to be a substance, but talking to them, talking to them about that, it's been very interesting to see like how they associate different substances. Because if you use a substance to get better, like if your intention is like, I'm taking mushrooms to get better. I want to know myself. I want to know more. I'm curious. Then you're going to get that. If you're just taking them just to get fucked up, then don't do them. Don't yeah, I don't see some cool shit. Yeah, don't disrespect the medicine no. and what it what it can do for you. Like yeah. just just don't do that. We no. don't. That's not what they're meant for, and that's how they get a bad reputation. Yes. Is people who are just using them to get fucked up and just doing them just because it's a Thursday night or they're going to a show or something and they have a bad time. Yep. Then they share it with somebody else and put them into fear. Like we talked about fear. Oh, I had a terrible trip. I had a terrible time. Don't do them. Don't do them. And then it puts someone else into fear. And then someone else who's had a great experience has to talk someone through it. And you know, stories. Yeah, man. basically break down even a, a tougher paradigm to break because someone's afraid to do them. Well, and to your point, let's 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 go into that. The stories that people tell you. Are you willing to accept that? Yeah. Are you? Well, you should probably question it because that's someone else. That's not you. Yeah, that's a big thing too. Is like you're. We talk about this in a lot of the episodes. Is like your individual experience. It's a one of a, one experience. Like the Jake Folk experience is a one of one experience that will never be replicated. No one's ever taken the same steps as you. No one's seen the exact same things as you. No one's had the same, same exact like emotional responses as you. It's a completely individualized journey, which is where I see a lot of people kind of like hopping into like more spirituality versus religion. Yes, it's like they're starting to realize like their journey is unique to themselves. Yeah. But I think it's just really important to realize that like you have to set that you write your own story. Yes. Like you said, like you write your story for your life. So it's important to take everything with a grain of salt, but also, also heed to the messages too. Yes. Like heed to the messages. Like I'm telling you, like if you don't go into this, like, like with the right intentions and you're not doing it with the right people in the right place and feeling ready for it, then it, it can kick your ass. 
It will. And it's okay that it's going to kick your ass. Sometimes people need that. You know, sometimes I've, I've had those experiences where I'm just like getting like whammied and I'm just like, (laughs) like, I'm just like, holy shit. Like this is intense. But like, you know, it's just one of those things. I, I mean, we kind of keep spinning back to the same thing is, is it's just one of those things where if you feel ready for it and you feel called to do it, get some education. Love it, brother. Go into it, go into it smart. Like we're starting to become a lot more accepting of these things. Yes especially our generation. Like we're being more accepting and understanding of people and their journeys. And well, even my friends that are religious. Mm-hmm. Oh like yeah. They're just even more accepting. They're understanding that this is something you walk and not me. That's okay. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think that that's, what's going to ultimately cultivate a better world for Ooh, everybody. I'm excited. Like it's going to make a better world. Cause like, I think a big thing that is an issue is like, like saying like you, I'm right, you're wrong. Mm. I don't think that, I think there's a lot of ways to get, we're all trying to get towards the same thing. We're all yep. trying to get towards happiness. We're all trying to get towards fulfillment mm-hmm. and everyone's journey is going to look a little bit different, but if we all end up in the same place, why does it matter? Exactly. If we're all celebrating at the top of the mountain together. Then why does it matter how we got there? Yeah. Just knowing <laughs> that we got there and everyone got there safely. Exactly. You know, and everyone's journey looks different and that's one of those things. That's what makes it cool too. As you get to know yourself more, this is something I want to touch on really quickly is as you get to know yourself more and what's authentically true to you, you start attracting the people into your life and the experiences that are really meant for you. Like you don't end up off course, like around the wrong people that are detracting from your life. You start finding commonalities. Like mine personally is like, I find a lot of commonality in music. I find a lot of commonality in personal growth and progression. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me. All my friends are into the same thing. You start coming more into alignment. Like, it's almost like they're um, psychedelics are like an alignment tool. It's your tribe, man. It is, man. You start growing that. And like, I, I appreciate that you're part of my tribe. Like it's I crazy. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you, dude. I appreciate that. And what's crazy about that too, is like, had I not done psychedelics and I don't know how, what your opinion is, like, had I not done them and been who I was when I met you, I don't think we'd be having this relationship. No. Cause in reality, we don't really know each other that well. Mm-mm. But we're willing to be vulnerable with each other. We're willing oh, to yeah. jump into it and be like, yeah, yep. you just talk about like our psychedelic experiences together. Yeah. And I think it's because like there's more openness. Exactly. Like, and talk about a disability. Like I would normally never talk to someone that I thought I was dumb, but yeah, dude, yeah. it's crazy. But, it, but the reason you do that though, is because you realize that there's so much power in that conversation. Yes. You realize of like, well, it's accepting you, exactly. you, you accept me. Exactly. And I understand you. And like, I understand like that we all go through struggles and especially we go, a lot of people go through struggles that other people place on them. Mm -hmm. Like that was a place struggle. That wasn't your struggle. You didn't choose for that. Exactly. But you actually took that. And that's another thing that psychedelics does is it helps you break that illusion. It helps you transmute your, your shortcomings, quote unquote, into your superpowers. Love it. Like, Superpowers. Yeah, you take into your superpower. You're like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna turn this story. I'm gonna rewrite the script of Jake Folk being disabled and not mm-hmm. being uh, like a normal kid. I'm gonna turn that into my superpower and realize that I'm a freaking genius and I learn what I want to learn at a great capacity. And I'm gonna help other people break those paradigms. Then I think that's really awesome what you're doing, man. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. That's that's it's something that's so comforting to talk about because um, when individuals do talk about, you know, how did you break all this? It's like, well, sometimes oh, are you aware of psychedelics? Because that's what I did. Like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the big thing also is that kind of getting the like the discernment of knowing like what people are ready for that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, my little brother, I took him on his first psychedelic trip. It was really cool. Like it's cool to be part of that. Like and like give him that experience. Yeah. But I, like, I waited a couple, like about a, eh, about a year. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's ready. 
Like he's ready. Yeah. He's about my age when I first started doing it. Like I think he's open enough. He started meditating. He started showing me the things that I thought were like good indicators that he was ready to have a good experience with pre-work. Yeah, of course, dude. So, um, like hopping into it, um, we're kind of wrapping up here. Um, so how can everyone find you? What's your podcast name? Yeah, man, they can find me at living for longevity. Um, I open up a second segment. It's called coffee with Jake. Just kind of talking about the daily rituals, habits, and, uh, um, practice that we practices that we do every day to kind of set us up for our success and what kind of success we'd like to see. Um, so Jake Folk, two K's at the end of that, F-U-L-K-K for Instagram handle. Um, I have a website called livingforlongevity.today. Um, yeah, you can find me there. It's cool, man. You're crushing it. It's cool too. Cause like we kind of like j- both hopped on like the podcast game at the same time. We did. We did. I remember so this, yeah. it's kind of cool. Like you literally started it. Like I think maybe like a few weeks before I did and we had been talking like, dude, I'm starting a podcast. Yeah. Like, Bro, I'm starting a podcast too. Let's it's do so this shit. It's so cool to see it cultivate. It's cool, man. It's been a really fun journey so far. And like, I just keep getting better and better at it. And I keep having better and better people on. And like, I've had some of our friends on like Shelly and like yes. just freaking straight up killers, dude, when it comes to making people's lives better. And like those the people I like having on so yeah, hell yeah brother. again thank you as always I ask every person that comes on the podcast final question what does it mean to you to be in flow in flow is living in the present moment um, yeah, the present moment it has so much to do with just to living in the flow when I know I'm not living in the flow is when I'm kind of multitasking and the reason I say multitasking is if I'm cleaning my room but I'm thinking about something else no, just clean your room. Just make your bed. Feel the feel the sheets as, as you make your bed. Fluff the pillow and notice the fluffiness out of the pillow. Like live in the present love moment. It. And it's so profound and loving. That's amazing. I love that answer, dude. Because like, um, again, like you said, you want to be there for everything. Everything happens in the present moment. The past mm-hmm. happened in the present. The future is going to happen in the present. And one little trick like to kind of wrap up that I do is like when I feel like I'm not being present is I focus on textures. Yeah, things yeah. around me like textures yeah. help you become present because you're focusing on something that's in the exact moment but i love that answer dude i love collecting the answers from everybody like they're all similar but different with their own spin and i, I love ending the podcast with that but it's a good question man thank you thank you dude it's been great having you on and um, i'm sure this won't be the last time that we uh Not hop on bit. i gotta yeah. get you on mine yeah dude exactly like we just gotta flip it um but yeah dude um it's ty light walker signing off jake folk later peace guys Much love.